Welcome to the Taylor and Jen podcast. Mornings with Taylor and Jen. You have committed a crime against watermelon. Life 107.1. I thought at first it sounded like a really cool combination of flavors. No. My family was showing us, like, they were sending me videos of them eating this snack. No. And I realized, oh, I have the stuff I need to make this. I'm really curious how it tastes. I want to know what family members were sending you this video. It was my parents. No! My parents were on there. My uncle was on there. My sister-in-law was on there. They were eating this thing, and I was like, I've got the stuff. And so I made it. And then after I took a bite, I realized that putting mustard on your watermelon is actually a TikTok challenge. Taylor! Like, apparently it's just kids on TikTok who are like, hey, I bet it'll look ridiculous if I put mustard on my watermelon and I eat it. It doesn't taste good. So were your parents pretending to eat it so that they could bait you into doing it? Well, my sister-in-law definitely ate it. Well, oh, she's and she, pregnant. She was, she was acting like it was gross, but Megan just, like, has a thing with food textures and stuff. And so I was like, okay, like, maybe she was just trying it and, you know, it wasn't wasn't for her. Okay, honestly. Let's just pretend that it's just you and me right uh-huh. now, okay? Just, just the two All of right? us. Did you really think that there was a possibility that watermelon and mustard would taste good? Or did you just want to show up everybody in your family? Taylor, I, I, honestly. I, I thought there might have been an outside chance. I even put Dijon mustard on on the watermelon slice. Do I need to remind you that you don't even like mustard? Well, no, because I was reminded then. <laughs> I can't believe you ruined perfectly like good watermelon with mustard the, on it. The pasty, grainy texture of Dijon mustard with the just like super juicy watermelon. That's a crime. What you did is a food crime. Well, I know now because you my taste buds crime against- have written a petition. Watermelon. You have committed a crime against watermelon. Today, it's the food crime hotline. Donna has called the food crime hotline. Do you have something to report, Donna? My husband. Uh huh. My poor husband. (laughs) Yes. Whip, like mayonnaise, like salad dressing, you know what I mean? Yeah. Miracle whip. In his mashed potatoes. (gasps) Oh, oh. Oh, my. What? Do you make the mashed potatoes and then he adds it to them? Yes. Oh. Oh. Does he say why? Because he likes it. (laughs) It adds a tang. (laughs) Yeah. These are serious violations. Yeah. Just pray. Pray. Okay. It happens all around you. Mm -hmm. Yep. I mean, it's, it's food crimes. They're food crimes. They are committed sometimes by people that we love. And Steph is painfully turning in her own son for his food crimes. He put ketchup or ranch dressing. On macaroni and cheese. Okay, that's really funny because so, that just happened sitting next to me yesterday. Yeah, uh, you know Logan in the afternoon? Not only did he put ketchup on mac and cheese, he put ketchup on the wonderful mac and cheese that they gave him at the machine shed. No! <laughs> that's what we said. We tried to stop him. He's a criminal! He is? We're going to put him in food jail. We're going to make him eat kale for a week. He's going to have to sit next to the hamburglar. Oh! Not on mac and cheese for machine shed. I know. Yep. All right, so we'll prosecute both Logan and your son for this crime against macaroni and cheese. Thank you. You're welcome. We're here for you. Awesome day, Steph. I will. You too. Larry, you have something to report? I'm calling in to report a theft. Oh, Oh, a a theft. Oh, boy. Or a crime. Well, thieving is a crime. Yeah. Yeah. My daughter had her birthday on the 5th. We had an ice cream cake 
we divvied up the ice cream cake into one-third portions for everybody. The littlest one ate her portion, and then others started going missing. Oh, oh no. no. Who did that? Well, I have my suspicions <laughs> that maybe the 12-year-old is <gasps> scarfing the rest of our cake. Oh. Interesting. All right, we'll, we'll have to send our food investigators to check this one out. That would not be Taylor. <laughs> how, how, what flavor is this cake, by the way? I need it for investigative purposes only. <laughs> Let's see. It was vanilla ice cream with some chocolate in there and then, like, cookie dough. Yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm happy to investigate this yeah, one. Yeah, he'll investigate yeah, it, all right. I, I will investigate it very closely. <laughs> Okay, well, I hope you get to the bottom of this before yeah. there's nothing to get a hold of. You know, I think maybe you should go get to the bottom yeah. of it yourself before there's nothing left. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just needed someone to give me the go-ahead. Yeah, well, okay. you go Bye. ahead. <laughs> well, I just about let it. Really? I just about let something steal my joy. Oh. Sorry, Zach Williams. I didn't have an old church choir playing behind me <laughs> because I experienced, like Alexander did, a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. Oh, no. Recently. It actually was a, a couple of days put together, but the more it started going <laughs> along, the more I was like, do I have a bullseye on my Mac? I oh, mean, what no. is going on? Well, it started with a broken printer. Okay. That's frustrating. My printer was, uh, I think, as old as you, mm-hmm. and uh, it broke down. And then my clothes dryer broke down. Okay. And then my lawnmower broke down oh, half- halfway through mowing. Now, this is all in the span of 24 hours, okay. mind you. And then my daughter's doorknob broke. And then doorknob broke. I almost broke the cat. What? Well, when my daughter's doorknob broke, it was broken- Locking all of us out of her room, in Uh specific her, out of her room. We tried every which way we could to try to get that doorknob off or around or open or something. We couldn't get in the room via a window. So we had to break things in order to get into her bedroom. And so I was wielding a hammer (laughs) and the hammer got away from me, bounced across the floor and hit my cat. Oh, no. (laughs) Poor cat. Yeah, poor me. Well, I mean, yeah, you've been having a bad day, but the cat had a hammer at him. So so we got Piper into her room. I shoved the cat into a carrier. And oh. at midnight, I am sitting at the emergency vet with my big, fat, orange, mouthy tabby cat. And I'm sitting in the parking lot waiting to hear from the vet who is yeah. examining him. And the phone rings and I answer it. And she's like, hi, is this Magnum's mom? I was like, yes. And she's like... He is such a nice cat. And I went... Nice cat. I said, you are talking about the big, fat, orange, mouthy <laughs> tabby cat, right? And she's like, oh, we just think he's wonderful. And yes, his 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 foot is hurt a little bit, but it's, it's not broken. He should be fine. Oh, that's good. So the one thing that wasn't broken was the cat. <laughs> you know, they say when it rains, it pours. <laughs> yeah, and look at it. Sounds like that's what happened to Jen. I mean, everything in your life broke down, including your cat when you were trying to fix a door. You had a day end in you at the animal vet at Midnight, Midnight yeah. before you had to get up super early for work. Uh huh. Can I tell you what I noticed about you, though, the next morning as you were coming in and telling me all this stuff? What did you notice? That I looked disheveled, no makeup? Actually, like, kind of the opposite. Oh. You were so at peace and just completely unbothered by all of it, <laughs> which is, I mean, I've known you for about five years now. I feel like 
four years ago, I might not have seen that version of Jen after that series of events. Well, number one, thank you for that. And and number two, just like Alexander in his terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day, I know because of perspective that you have to have bad days to really appreciate the good days, right? Yeah. Okay. And when I mentioned perspective because... Honestly, a couple of years ago, my life fell apart mm-hmm. in ways that I never thought that it would. And I have watched over the course of the last two years, God put it back together piece by piece in ways that I never thought that he would, in ways that are good and better and glorifying for him. And I'm like, if God can take my life that fell apart and all my expectations and all my hopes and my dreams, all those things fell apart and he's put it back together piece by piece. If I can trust him to do that with my life, pretty sure I can trust him to take care of a printer, a clothes dryer, a lawnmower, a doorknob, and yes, even Magnum the cat. (laughs) (laughs) If it wasn't for the breaking, I would never know the mend. Mm. That's a line from one of the new songs on Life 107.1, Grave by Cochran and Company. And that line to me is coming to mind as, Jen, you've been talking about how as your life fell apart, you got to see God put it back together. Yeah. I think when we go through tough times, there is a unique part of God that we get to see that you don't really see as clearly when everything's really easy. Well, sometimes you're not looking. No. You see a God who meets you in your chaos, who cares for you, who stores your tears in a bottle, and who doesn't leave you alone. Yeah. Um, Lindsay and I have gotten to see that side of God the last, uh, honestly, the last six years for us since, mm-hmm. since we moved up here to Iowa. There have been some really, really good stuff, and there's been some really, really hard stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I've learned is that as I start telling my story to myself and to others, there are really two ways that I can tell it. Because I can talk about all the awful stuff that's happened. I can talk about all the funerals we went to. Mm -hmm. I can talk about all the church drama we've witnessed. Mm -hmm. I can talk about lost jobs and totaled cars and infertility Mm -hmm. and hard, hard, hard things. And those are part of my story, but so is the way that God showed up. Yeah. You know, I can tell the stories of God lining up the right job at the right time. I can talk about the people he's brought in our life to love us well. I can talk about his provision and his care and his comfort. And it's not that all the bad stuff ceases to be part of my story, but I really think that when you're retelling your story, it's really important which parts you tell the loudest. How do we get that peace? So much easier said than done. You and I have talked about it before, right here, Taylor, how peace is something that God gave us. My peace I give you, not as the world gives you, my peace I give you. So God gives us the peace. We know we have it. But what I've found in my life over the course, especially of the last, let's just lump it all together, last (laughs) three years through a divorce and then basically building your life back up together after back together after that, I found that peace is a muscle. Hmm. Peace is something that you have to choose to pick up and use. Peace is not just a feeling. 
it's not just like the fleeting happiness that you get when you eat, you know, really good chocolate or drink a really good cup of coffee on your back porch. That's nice. Those are peaceful feelings. But peace, like joy, I truly believe, is something that God gives us the ability to use and apply to situations. Because you can walk into a into a day where your printer breaks, your lawnmower breaks, mm-hmm. your doorknob breaks, your cat breaks, you know, all of that breaks, your clothes dryer breaks, or your marriage breaks, or your friend passes away, or you struggle, you know, with having children, all of those things. And you can choose one thing. You can choose your reaction. Mm-hmm. You can choose what worldview you're going to apply to it. It doesn't change the fact that you will be devastated. Yeah, still hurts. But you can choose your reaction and you can choose to use the peace muscle that God gave us. It's not like the world's. And when you apply that to the situation, eventually I think your feelings follow. But it does one really important thing. It makes you look different from the way the world handles things. And it points the world to Christ. Do you ever feel kind of betrayed by a friend when they tell you that they (laughs) haven't seen a movie that you just thought the entire world had seen? Do you ever feel that way? Because that's how I feel right now, that Taylor Hohulan, my friend, my cohort for the last five years, admits he has never seen Top Gun. It's great. It's, you know, Tom, no, Tom how, Cruise. How would you know it's great? You've never seen he's, he's Well, I know what it's about. It's Tom Cruise flying around and being the best at gunning. Like that's his. No, he doesn't gun. He doesn't? He doesn't. No, he just Why would flies. you call it that then? Because that's the name of the school that he goes to. The oh, the flight school, school is called. that he goes to. Well, they clearly See? aren't teaching him about their name. He just flies? He's a fighter pilot. Don't they don't they yes, have weapons yes, on the planes? Yes, okay. Yes, and he does have to use it against a Russian MIG. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole thing, but the fact is is that it's the name of the school. It's yeah. not about that. I know there's a goose in it. So, yeah, basically I know everything about Top Gun. Why do I need to see it? I would like for you to tell us the entire story of Top Gun right now. Well, first of all, Kenny Loggins <laughs> warns Tom Cruise that he's getting into the danger zone. And then Tom's like, "Hey, goose." <laughs> We've got to go fight the Russian Megans, and the Russians have named all of their people Megan, and they're like, "That is too many Megans." So we're we're gonna we're gonna go up top, and then yes, Taylor, that's it. That's the movie that took the world by storm thirty four years ago. America wins. Can you believe that Taylor hasn't seen Top Gun? I can. I mean, it, it took the world by storm. Now, wait a minute. How old are you? <laughs> I'm I'm 32, almost 33. Okay, that's why. D- does it predate me? A little bit? Oh, stop it. I don't want to talk about this anymore. All of a I've, sudden, I'm not I've interested in talking about this. I've seen movies that came out before I was born. I know, I just, but just not that one. I just don't really want to think about the fact that this movie is actually older than you are, because I'm pretty sure Top Gun it came out 34 years ago. Well, listen, Gail's on my side. Hey, I just wanted to let y'all know, Taylor needs a little support here. I was a teenager when Top Gun came out, and um, I still have not seen it. Oh, hey! Gail! We're on the same team here. But I figured you need a little support, man. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Do you feel any remorse for not having seen Top Gun? Not at all. Okay, but there's a not new one all. coming out in November. So are you going to go back and watch the other Top Gun so you can watch the new one in November? No. Okay, what if we do it together? <laughs> you and me. Okay, maybe. I'll think about it. <laughs>
I think everybody probably has one. Mm-hmm. One movie that they've never seen that it seems like everybody else has seen it. Yeah. I still have not rectified this one situation. There is a movie that everybody else has seen that I haven't seen it. I have never seen all the way through from the beginning to the end to be able to talk about it intelligently. It's a wonderful life. Me neither. <laughs> I haven't finished it either. I got part way through and I was like, when is it Christmas in this movie? <laughs> going to end and I know she's from Iowa and I know I should probably watch it because it has a wonderful message and then there's like bells and people start growing wings somehow <laughs> it never grabbed me no you know same here I started <gasps> they may fire us now we this might be the last day you hear Taylor and Jen on life 107.1 I didn't know I thought you watched it I thought you watched I it tried. a few years ago I got part way through and then I was like when is it Christmas <laughs> And since it wasn't Christmas, I turned it off. Well, I suppose it was inevitable. We've been doing this long enough together that it was bound to happen at least one time. I just didn't think it would be for admitting that (laughs) neither of us has seen It's a Wonderful Life all the way through. I have never been disappointed in you guys. All the years that I've listened. But I was listening to you and hoping that no one would call in and say that they hadn't seen A Wonderful Life. I know, and now both of us admit it. We both confessed. Yes. I'm so sorry. I don't think you should discuss that in public. (laughs) I don't think you should admit that in public. I'm sorry. I have a VHS, black and white. I have a black and white DVD of it and a colored version. Oh, look at you. Okay, so you've watched it enough times for all three of us. You're legitimate. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to give it a shot again, okay? I promise I will give it a shot. And you know what? I'll do it this month because it'll be like Christmas in July. Do Christmas in July. They've got eggnog at Hy-Vee again. You mark my words. By the end of this month, I will watch It's a Wonderful Life for you. (laughs) You're a piece. I was scrolling through Facebook and I found something that wasn't an argument. Oh, wow, really? I know. And so I was like, oh, let's see what this is. Was it a cat video or was it a recipe? It wasn't either one of those. Oh, wait a minute. How do you find that? It was just a square with some text and a command. Oh, somebody was telling you to do something? Someone was telling me what to do. And they said... So, of course, you stopped and read it. "Uh, It's a rule. I must follow this rule. And the command was, describe your job badly. Ooh. Okay. Well, I mean, for me, as someone who works in radio, it's pretty easy. I listen to music and laugh at strangers on the telephone. <laughs> like that's that's what my job is. With. We laugh with. Oh, yeah, strangers. with strangers on the telephone. People tell me about with. the weird foods that they eat, and we laugh at them. With. With we people. Laugh we with. laugh with people on the telephone. Sorry, people. I, I you keep, keep on messing that up. Taylor. Stump. Taylor and Jen. It's been pretty easy so far. We're over to. By describing your job badly. What do you do, Lance? I sort many pieces of trees to the label that's on them. So what does that mean? I work for the post office. I sort mail. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good. Wow. That was next level stuff. really was a bad description of your job. Exactly. (laughs) Describe your job badly on purpose. Yeah. Okay. So this isn't my only job. Uh huh. I have another job. Yeah. Okay. So let's describe that job. You tell me what you think it is. I know okay. you know what it is, but let's just 
play along. Okay. okay. I teach children to convincingly lie to large groups of people. She's not actually telling them to lie. She is a drama director. She directs plays. That's pretty good. I yeah, mean, yeah. My, my dad is in uh, pig part transportation. Your dad is in pig part transportation? Yeah, he's a football coach. He helps kids carry a pigskin across the field. The Taylor and Jen Podcast is a product of Northwestern Media, a ministry of the University of Northwestern St. Paul. You can hear more from Taylor and Jen weekday mornings online at life1071.com or on the Life 107.1 app.